0: Let me go over the announcements quick. We decided, looking ahead and looking at the weather this week, we will not have a Wednesday night service this week. And we will not have a Wednesday night service the following week. We usually don't have anything that week, just to give you time to rest and relax and be with your family. So no service this Wednesday, no service the following Wednesday. This Saturday at 5, we will have the Christmas Eve service That's for the whole family. We will not have preschool, class, nursery. It's a family service. It will be no more than an hour, most likely, 5 o'clock. Then on Sunday, January 1st, we'll have a regular service in the morning. We will not have donuts that day. We'll have donuts the following week on January 8th. On January 14th and 15th, Mike Plain will be here just as the spirit of God was saying, we are looking forward to this next upcoming year. Amen. And he is an administrator, a 5 ministry, but an administrator. And we're bringing him in here to help us focus on, on the vision for this year and help us get ourselves organized. And so uh, that weekend, we will be spending on that, that Saturday evening at 6 30, we will have a service for everyone, one with here, and then that next Sunday morning at 10. And so we had encourage you to be here. Um, that's why we're giving some, taking some time off in the next few weeks. So then when the new year starts, we can hit the road running. Yeah. Um, then on January 29th, some of the ladies felt left out when the guys had the hot wings night. So we decided we needed to have a ladies night. It will not be hot wings. But on January 29th, we'll get mark that on your calendar. It will be a ladies' fun night, and um, we'll give you more information on that in the future. Uh, we're just going to receive this morning's ties and offerings. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will get you an envelope, and. You know, I know the next few weeks are busy. If we don't see you between now and then, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We want to thank you for being a part of this fellowship. We want to thank you for all that you've done this year. And we really appreciate it. And next year is going to be good. Amen.
1: this, what the Lord spoke to uh, Nate, these are two different times, and it was in worship December 11th, and he heard God say, I declare that you are more than enough. Now God's speaking to us, you are more than enough, because I am more than enough, and I am in you. I am among you. I am before you, and I have your back. I've called you into circumcision of the heart. Now cross over, take your city, and reap the harvest. We'll be talking about circumcision of the heart, and that goes with Neil Gaul. Then the next one was good, and this is when he was at home. He says, right place, right time. Position to receive my positional provisions. Those who have been and continue to be willing, then obedient shall and will continue to walk in my prosperity. It does not matter what the worldly government says or what they're doing with money or currency. I created wealth and have been saving an abundance of unseen wealth for this very season. I'm prospering you regardless of what you feel and see in the natural. So give a shout of victory, for I am your victory. Amen. That's a good word. He's our source, is he not? Amen. Well, we're on a, a, a series. We'll be on a series. And Kaylee asked me yesterday how long we'd be on. And I said, well, it'll be a while. <laughs> And what we do, and we're starting to do this, we hand out a sheet in the back. And, uh, we do not have one for today because I didn't even get started last week. So, you can take this and write notes because I'll clue you. I've got a lot of stuff that isn't on this sheet. So, this will help you. This is a study aid so you don't forget. Amen? Amen. Um, As I said last week, and how many were not here last week? Okay, a, a few. On November 7th, as I was walking up the steps to my office, I heard in my spirit the word Gilgal, and I thought, that's interesting, and I knew it was a place in the Bible And so as I began to study the prominence of this site on the other side of the Jordan River, remember the children of Israel crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. the first campsite was Gilgal, okay? So I recognized the prophetic parallels that apply to the church today. So we're going to study Gilgal. And all that occurred around that site, and there is a lot... Okay, so the purpose of our series is to discover the significance of Israel's Gilgal experience and the lessons they learn and apply them to our lives today. See, it's real important that we glean from the Bible lessons for today. How can we apply the Word of God to our lives today? So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to read this again. And you're going to find in the days ahead, I repeat, well, that's good. Some... Stand up, would you? This is distracting me. We need to, not you, sit down. We need to receive an offering for her. Her family is struggling. See these jeans? Man, that's, you got holy jeans. I love our young people, amen? I don't know if they love me, but I love them. We find our information about Gilgal in the book of Joshua. Gilgal was the first campsite of the people of Israel after they crossed over the Jordan River into Canaan, the promised land. Centuries before, God had promised to make Abraham and his descendants into a great nation and to give them Canaan as their homeland on the condition that they remain faithful and obedient to him. The inhabitants of Canaan were wicked, lawless, and morally depraved, and the religion included child sacrifice. By contrast, Israel had been without a homeland for 400 years. They'd been slaves in Egypt and had developed a slave mentality. Now, after wandering in the desert for over 40 years, it would have to become a united military force. Something had to happen. You can't go into the promised land with a sin consciousness. A slave of sin. You have to go in, take your inheritance, and know you're the righteousness of God in Christ. They had to prepare to do battle. Gilgal, which means circle of stones, wheel, or rolling, was a memorial of 12 stones set up to remind Israel and its descendants of God's power in drying up the Jordan River and bringing supernatural deliverance to his people. So what we're going to do, we're going to go on today... And I always like to put things into perspective, and and uh, we're going to be talking about leadership. So, how many of you have this devotional? How many of you do not have this devotional? Raise your hand if you don't have it. Why not? It's back there. It's $3. Get it. It's If you can't afford it right now, it's free. This is the finest devotional I've ever had. It's prophetic. It's the word of the Lord. I don't know how many times I've read it and applied to the day that I'm reading it. How many would say amen to that? So let me read to you. This is so good. And it's from, uh, let's see, what day? December 12th, last Monday. It's entitled You're Being Pruned. You're being pruned. Sam being pruned. God uses problems, pressures, and people to prune prune you for greater fruitfulness. Are you aware of him using any of these three things in your life today? God can use all situations in your life to help you grow if you will just have the right attitude. He uses a major frustration. Ever have one of them? A financial setback, a sudden sickness, a broken marriage, a rebellious child, or even the, even the death of a loved one to get your attention. You say, but it hurts so much. Yes, pruning is painful. Sometimes a gardener will prune a tree until it looks like a totem pole or a giant toothpick. It's not a pretty sight. But the pruning process is positive. God is not mad at you. Say, God's not mad at me." There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1 God does not punish his genuine children. Jesus took your punishment on the cross. God's pruning is for your best, for more fruitfulness in your life. Can God's pruning fail to produce? Sure. If you don't cooperate. How does God produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in your life? He produces these qualities by allowing you to face situations and people with exactly the opposite qualities. He teaches you to love by putting you around difficult people. Oh. There's nothing wrong with my neck. He teaches you to be to patience by letting... Things frustrate you. You say, how can I cooperate with God? The Bible tells you, always be joyful. Rejoice. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you who belong to Jesus. That's so good. Now, cut myself working on my illustration today. Here I need my two strong sons. I took the metal hooks out. That's how I cut myself. You grab one end. The low, low. Now, keep stretching. Stretching. Okay, that's good. Let's we'll play it safe. That's what he's doing to you and I. And if he's not, get ready. Because this next year, if you're going to serve the Father, you're going to get stretched. And you're not going to like it. But if you're going to serve the Father and advance the kingdom of God in the days ahead, you better get ready. Because if you allow him to stretch you, you're going to bear more fruit. Sorry, didn't mean to scare you. And how many want to bear fruit? See, I will be stretched. Okay. Let's go on now. Look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12... Gilgal required tested leadership. Say that. Gilgal required tested leadership. And this is what we're going to refer today and talk about today. We'll go a ways and and, uh, then we'll unhook and we'll just pick up where we left off. Now listen to this statement. A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. I've, I've told you this story, but it's, it's ingrained in me. I've, I've never forgotten it because I graduated from junior college in my hometown of Fairbury. And I was sitting on the front steps. And when you're young, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And I remember looking up and I'm looking and, and saying this, and I, back then, I, I really wasn't even really living for God. wasn't going to church consistently, but I, there was part of me I, I, I knew there was a God, and I didn't want to miss it. And I remember looking up and saying, "Father, I'll do anything for you, even if it work, means working in the background, not being out in front." I'll I'll just do whatever I can do to serve you. And guess what? He heard me. Because I've been serving the rest of that time. I've been serving him and I've been serving you. But I like to serve. A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. Let's look at what Jesus said about servant following and the servant leadership in John chapter 12 and verse 23. It says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, let my father, or him my father will honor. If anyone serves Jesus, let him follow Jesus. A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. And in the Greek it means this, it implies this, follow in a very determined and purposeful manner. And in my Bible, I love my Spirit-filled Bible and Kingdom Dynamics, it says this. It gave these examples, and you'll know this. Moses served Jethro. Jethro was his father-in-law. He was a shepherd for 40 years on the backside of the desert. Joshua served Moses. Elisha served Elijah. David served Saul. The twelve disciples served, and Timothy served Paul. All these great men, and let's not leave the women out, there's women in there too that serve, were great servants, but they were great followers first. See, the church today needs servant followers, servant leaders who follow Christ. Do the things that he says, walk as he walks, and go where he leads. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Say, I am a servant follower, I am a servant leader. Praise God. Think he could be a better one in 2023? Is there always room for improvement, folks? And, you know, I'm preaching this to myself as much as to you. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, If it if because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully, for what credit is it if, when you're beaten for your faults, you take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Now listen, verse 21, For to this you were called... Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. Does this imply you and I should follow the steps of Jesus Christ? That word follow in the Greek means this, to carefully follow after someone with the goal to replicate what he or she does. This is true discipleship. The call to replicate the life of Jesus is a call given to every child of God. But not everyone will heed it. Not everyone's going to answer the phone. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 said this, This is a stronger word than follow. He says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Imitate is a stronger word than follow. It's where we get the word mimic. Now, you're here today and that's, that's interesting because you're a Ramanite. I was a Ramanite. Well, when I was blessed to sit under Dr. Hagen, senior, what a blessing. Some of you don't know who the man of God was. He was a great apostle of faith and also a prophet. And he, he lived a long life and he established a school and, and works all over the world. But when I went to school, I'd find many people trying to replicate Dr. Hagan, And they'd, they'd get his mannerisms. And they'd start talking like he did. And they'd start, start preaching like he did. Like, that's really going to make them successful. The only person we are to replicate or mimic is Jesus. And a lot of those Rama students became disillusioned and quit the ministry, and who Lord knows where they are today. We need to follow in the steps of Jesus Ephesians 5.1 says, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. The message Bible says, watch what God does, then do it. So, 2022, we, we've worked and it's been, it's been a difficult year. And I'm not going to tell you it's not going to be roses in 2023, but I I really believe as the Spirit of God says we're going to see things. We're going to understand more of what's gone on in the past and what we need to do in the days ahead. But we're going to have to mimic Jesus. Now, following requires this. Now, this isn't in my notes, so you can write it down. Following requires this. Look at Psalm 78. One of the greatest leaders in the Bible. His name was David. Psalm 78 and verse 70. But following requires these characteristics. Humility. Say it with me. Humility. Submission of heart. Obedience. And teachability. How teachable are you? Well, here David, it describes David in verse 70... Psalm 78, it says, he also chose David, his what? His prophet? (laughs) His what? Servant. And took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes that had young, he brought him to what? shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance, so he shepherd them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. See, he took David, but what was David do- doing? Following what? Sheep. What do sheep do? Say it, poop. Don't they? Any living organism is going to have a bowel movement. And so he had to follow the sheep. And you know what? Following sheep for almost 30 plus years, you've got to look out because there's some piles. There's people with problems and issues and circumstances. But he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart. He always wanted to do what was right. Did he always succeed? No, he failed miserably. But he always had a repentant heart. So, if you're going to learn how to follow the Lord in 2023, then you're going to have to work on humility. I'm going to have to work on humility, submission of heart, obedience, and teachability. We're coming into a, a, a season in the church, and I think we're in it already. I believe that. We need to understand authority. The authority of God. God. We need to learn how to submit to authority. Well, you're off quiet, but it's the truth. I was down at, at, at the jail, or not the jail, but at the court for Bobby. Um, Zach and I and Laura were there and spent two hours before we got to Bobby. watching people and observing people in district court. And I thought to myself, oh, I got job security because there's a lot of messed up people out there. And I began to see, and I, I went like this to Zach. I said, I'm so glad I didn't have to see you in that orange suit. Oh, yeah, Zach wore an orange suit one time. And I looked at these young men and these young women, and I could read their body language. And I went like this to Zach, and I said, they don't have a clue. They just don't get it. Because they walk out of the courtroom like this. I just wanted to get up and slap them. No respect for authority. Just a big joke, sitting there grinning. That's something in this new year, folks, we're going to have to recognize. God's the ultimate authority. And when God tells us to do something, Oh, but God, no. I've got this, this, and this to do. I've got this obligation. I've got this responsibility. I can't do it. You better heed the warning. Because we're coming, we're in a time now we can't live like that anymore where we just run here and run there and do what we want to do. It's all about Him and what He's called us to do. And we all have a a gift. We all all have a job. We all have a responsibility. Why am I out here today? I don't know. I think I'm just going to sit down and look at Steve. Brian. Can't you tell there's, there's something going on in the world today? Things are not going to be the same. They're, they're not going to be the same anymore. Visitor, visitors are going, oh, does he always come back here and look at you in the face? I'm harmless. Just ask my wife. That's the one you got to watch. I took you from the sheepfold from following the sheep to be a ruler over my people over Israel followers learn how to develop their fighting skills what did he have to learn how to conquer before he took out Goliath the lion and the bear so there's a lot to learn when you're a follower here's another one look at Matthew 16 I won't go much longer we'll just pick up next time Matthew 16 and verse 24. Matthew 16, verse 24. We're looking at what following requires. Humility, submission of heart, obedience, and teachability. And maybe we should skip this one, but we can't, folks. Here's number two. Denying self and your own ambitions. If you choose, and if I choose to follow Jesus in 2023, you will have to learn to deny yourself. Matthew 16:24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The Amplified says, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, forget himself in his own interests. Take up his cross, follow me, cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. See, that's all it is. When when you deny self and take up your cross, you put, I put Mike in the background. My interests, my ambitions, what I want to do with my life in the background. See, as long as, and and I pick on you, but but you're you're a good kid. Your dad, uh, but you're a good kid, no. I think you get it. You're blessed with your athleticism and the ability to play soccer. But if you keep Jesus first you'll be successful. What's the volleyball player that we was on the front page? Give me your name that's from Jordan Larson. You know who she is? You volleyball people will know who she is. From Hooper? And you told me she's the greatest volleyball player that ever lived? Currently. You think so? I, I, I don't follow it like she does, but I noticed that now, where's she at now in Italy? Going to Italy to play. But she's been divorced, what, once? And now she's married again, or was, but he's down in Texas and she's going to Italy, so what's that tell you? Am I right? Gifted! You know, you watched her when she was young. You even beat her once? Did you really? Was she five or six years old or freshman? But you can have all the athleticism and all the gifts. But if that's your God and if that's your idol, you'll never be successful. And see, I read that in the paper all about her. And all I'm thinking was, I wonder if she knows Jesus. I wonder if she's born again. I wonder if she, wonder if she has a relationship with God, if she talks to God every day. I don't know. But we're going to have to put self in the back. Let's go to Matthew 8 and let's quit there. How's that? How's that? Amen. Caleb said amen. That's my son. This is the cost of discipleship. Verse 18. And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, people take that out of context, and they think, oh, Jesus was poor. That's a whole other subject. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Now, do you notice it says another of his disciples, somebody that's already following, said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me. This seems harsh. Follow me. Let the dead bury their dead, own dead. The first response was an emotional response. And as a pastor for many years, I've had, I could count on one hand, but I've had a few come to me and say, Pastor, I'll do anything and I'll go wherever, I'll serve you, whatever. Guess what? They're not here anymore. Where are they? They're gone. The first response was an emotional response, just like in the parable of the sower. The seed was sown into stony ground, and the individual received the word with gladness, but they had no root, and it only lasted for a while. So you can say you're going to follow Jesus, but it can be a mind thing. It can be something that you just say flippantly, and there's no heart connection. You have to follow Jesus from here. Here. The heart, not just the head, or you'll never follow Him the rest of your life. It's just up here because you're led by the emotions, the five physical senses. And we're, we're past that era stage in our life as Christians. If you're living in the time that we're li- living in now, we're going to have to learn how to live out of this. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Not led by your head or a whim, oh, I'll do that for a season, pastor, whatever. I'll do it because God's called me to do it three months later. I, I, I don't know if He called me. You just located your spiritual self. I'm you know, folks, I know this is Christmas. And I, had, I played some Christmas music to get you happy. I'll put it back on before you leave. But messages like this are necessary. Because it isn't playing church as usual anymore. We are the church. We, we need to be the church in the days ahead in this new year. The next response was a delayed response. Say emotional response. Delayed response. Oh, pastor, I know I'm a disciple, but i got to take care of business. Please let me go do that first, and then I'll follow you. I could really get myself in trouble, but I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. The Message Bible says, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. I like that. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Let me ask you this. Who's in your driver's seat? Who's driving the car for you? Let's stand up. A year ago, less than a year ago, I was sitting back there where Mike Blank's sitting, and the word of the Lord came to me and it said this. Very simple. See, when God speaks to you, it's not paragraphs. Oh, Lord, I wish it was in paragraphs. Give me the details. Oh, no, but our God will give you a word. And this is the word I got Marshal the forces. And I'm going, huh? Marshal the forces. In other words, it's my responsibility to help direct you, lead you, get you into proper place. Those girls that play volleyball, they got to be at the right place at the right time. (laughs) And boy, we were watching it last night, or you were. Um... Texas was in the right place at the right time. (laughs) I want you in the right place at the right time in 2023. I want you in the perfect will of the Father. Are you going to follow him? Don't shake yes or no, because we do it too easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, got a family function. I can't be there. Two weeks later, well, I've still got another family function. I got this and I got that. Can't be there. I'll be there next month. I'm all for functions and families and Christmas time, especially. But if it's a crutch, you're missing it. I knew I should have quit while I was ahead. Just can't do it. Christmas music, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're a good God, a loving Father, and you're trying to get across to us, Lord, the message of the hour, to get ready not just to lead, be a servant leader, but continue to be a servant follower as Jesus instructed us to. So, Lord, deal with all of our hearts. Every heart in this room, deal with our hearts. Lord, I pray that all of us will yield spirit, soul, and body in 2023 to you. Because you said you're going to pull back the curtains. And if we continue to follow you diligently, we will see what's going on. We do not want to be left behind or be in the dark. We want to stay in the light. So, Father, we thank you this day for your word. Now, deal this week with every individual in their hearts to learn how to be a better follower, better leader, in Jesus' name, amen. Anyone here today, I want to pray.